Yogi Bear. A Yogi Scare. I'm Yogi Scared. Why are you so Yogi Scared? Did you put spiders in your picnic basket and now they crawled into your urethra and they are forming a colony and you are afraid you are no longer the alpha male of your household or your penis? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sean! Oh! James! I found out Nicole and I, of course, are still watching Step by Step. Day by day? You're watching Step by Step? Oh, let's start over a different kind of way. Nicole, out of nowhere, goes into her closet and then like inside the closet, she says, oh my God, I feel like such a fool right now. It took me this long to realize Step by step isn't just that saying, take things step by step. It's because they're steps, <laughs> brothers and sisters, by steps, brothers and sisters. And I yeah. said, Nicole, holy shit, I just realized that once you <laughs> said that. Did I? Now, here's an interesting question I have to ask myself, honestly, when I uh, stare into the mirror at night. What's that? Did I know that? Or am I like, I don't like it because it feels like it's when you say it, it's so obvious, Mm -hmm. but I have not gone back to appreciate the chest hair of Patrick Duffy in some time. So I don't remember if I like, did I know that or is it just or is it just so like that makes so much sense. It feels like I've known that forever. I don't think you did because it took me. I might not have. I started watching that show on ABC or Fox Family. Okay. Well, okay. I watched it on ABC, so um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's right. I watched the original airing. I was there in the trenches of TGIF. Okay, I was there. James. Still, what I'm saying is, I've Remember been watching when Salem it. Salem for- showed up in different episodes of different shows, and you're like, "Oh my god, this cat can go anywhere." Because I do, because I was there. Okay. Well, I don't think Salem was in Step by Step. He could have been. I'm no. I'm, I think you're right. I, I think they took them out of TGIF, and I uh, know they canceled it, and it went over to a different network because oh, they? they wanted more room for teenage Sabrina, which, which I don't know. It's it's weird to go back to. That feels like the right call to me. Nah. To like go no to, to like get all those teen shows in there to get like the Boy Meets World. Yeah. The my cousin is now a ghost. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I forget what that shit was called. I have no idea what you're talking about. He was a kid and he had his best friend and then he died and in a in a brutal, grotesque way. It's kind of like Yu Yu Hakusho, but instead of solving ghost crimes and being real cool, they uh, struggled with women. Sean, I you need to figure out what the name of this is while I discuss <laughs> step by step. Or- I just told you the name. It's like Yu Yu Hakusho, but instead of solving crimes and having big, gigantic demon battles... Uh, they're like, oh, I have a boner and I don't know what to do. That's a synopsis with a simile in it, Sean. (laughs) That's the name. No, it (laughs) isn't. The name of the show is just like Yu Yu show, but puberty's crazy. Am I right, fellas? That's the name. Well, all I can say right now is (laughs) it's sweaty time pro wrestling. (laughs) Hell yeah. That's the, the name of this show is... It's like uh, our last podcast, but instead of me losing my mind to Juggalo and Juggalo culture, James loses his mind, as do I, to some beautiful Lucha Libre in the temple. We are going over Lucha Underground Season 1 here at Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling. Damn, boys! Sean, 
on my morning walk last mm-hmm. week, because that's when we were supposed to record this episode, someone yeah, slept up. through the entire record. I slept so many hours in such a shocking manner. I woke up so scared for myself, but I'm okay. And this is how I garner sympathy and apologize to our loyal, small, but loyal listener base for not having an episode last week. That was on me. My bad. Come into my Twitch stream and uh, give me like mean, but fun mean. Well, Sean, speaking of listeners, we might have gained a couple possibly if they enjoyed me Probably not again on Ranger <laughs> Command Power Hour because I was on there reviewing Godzilla versus Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the comic series. So if you're here because of that, we salute you and congratulate you for Thank taking you. this trip with us. Absolutely. I can't wait for uh, all of y'all to hear the, ex- uh, the exciting escapades of human Godzillas, much like uh, the machine and all sorts of places. But I'm going for a walk. Away from our original topic, James, I hear you went walking. Yes, I went for a walk, and I there's this school that's right next to a park, and I'll walk around the park all mm-hmm. the time for my morning walks. So I'm walking, and someone just whizzes past me in a just comically villainous bike, or it could have been the fact that they, at 6 a.m., this is when I get up to go for my walks, were dressed like one of the Joker's henchmen. He had a purple, bright purple bowler hat and a, like, black, all black three-piece suit on. He, I don't know, it was traveling on a bike like he was an updated version of the Wicked Witch of the West. Like, to me, it's he sounds like not necessarily a henchman for the Joker, but he's the guy that cooks the Joker's books, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, he's just an evil accountant. He gets to the Joker lair, and the, uh, the old uh, crown, uh, crown Prince of Crime, Clown Prince of Crime... Edit, cut that into the part where I know Wait, what they call Joker. I also, I fucked up. I meant to say the Riddler. No, the hat was purple, you said, though. Yeah, no, but they still had, like, bowler hats on. They did, but, like, if I'm, as soon as I see, as, I, as soon as I see that beautiful red mixed with that luscious blue, and we get that uh, gorgeous purple, I'm going Joker, baby. Okay, well, for comic book purists who are like, well, that doesn't really, do, that describes more of the Joker, no, or and more of the Riddler. See? It's the Riddler. These hypothetical nerds are with me, you beautiful dorks. Well, sorry, if uh, you're coming from Ranger Command Power Hour, you're probably pedantic as fuck. Hell yeah. <laughs> Telling me Ninja Steel isn't an actual Power Ranger series. Shut up. Saying yeah. Alien Rangers in the comic books, all of this hoo-ha isn't technically canon. Shut up. Man, you fucking beautiful dorks. Shut up. It was insane, though, just seeing I this like dude that. whiz right past me so early in the morning, and I got one. Now you said, th- real quick, you said the bike was evil. Was the bike evil, or was it just the rider-attached evil appearing? Well, the bike did have a mouth on it and screamed, go fuck your mother, and um, okay. threw me across to shove in my ass. You know what, though? That all sounds like juggalo behavior, so the bike might just have been a juggalo. Okay, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It did as it was. I could hear, like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> 
<laughs> I hear that. I hear that every day in my dreams. Dang, you have some pretty good dreams, baby. Hey, man. If, hey, but before we unearth my subconscious, James, how about we unearth this underground? Oh, ah. yeah, guys. Yes, yes, yes. I'm going to actually quickly give a movie recommendation underground that's been unearthed. Whoa. On Tubi, unheard of. Many of the Santos movies are available in <laughs> redone, beautiful 4K transfers. Go check Let's those go. out, please. But now, Sean, mm -hmm. we're taking it back. Actually, quick, another quick aside. I used to yes. write. I realized that what I am doing here to my friend Jonathan Marciniak, I Hi. used to do these write-ups. For a manager at insert shitty ticketing company, re resale <laughs> place, it, that place sucked. Vivid Seats, yes. don't use them. Also, StubHub and SeatGeek, unless it's th the actual venue, don't purchase through them unless you think it is the venue and, you know, other places that use these services for customer service and, you know, back end things are using predatory uh, URLs and whatnot. Also, don't go through them. But Agre James agreed. But also, James, pick one train of thought. Okay, I will. <laughs> Trains. Oh, my God. I love them. Choo-choo. Uh, tears, <laughs> tears of Jupiter. James, we can't do this. Okay, Um, but I'd always be <laughs> listening to underground rap albums while doing my assistant manager weekly reviews. But now mm. I just send them to my work husband, Jonathan Taylor Marciniak. Hi, hello. I do want to someday do a podcast called my three work wives and it's you Corey, and nicole as like Wait, my guests and i just like talk to you guys and i guess or maybe you guys just like describe what it's like to be a co-host of mine i'm wondering can we make it a, co a competition game show okay where whoever wins gets to legit marry you for the insurance fraud I plan to commit. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Nicole right, will not right. want... Okay, that's a thing. I guess it's everyone <laughs> trying to prevent Sean from marrying me because Nicole's I, like, yeah. I don't want to get married. That's true. And Corey uh, is a respectable person who will not commit insurance fraud. Even without that in mind, he is mm. currently engaged to his fiance. so... Okay, okay, so I'm... Okay. So I'm the only one who's actively trying to marry you. Yes. But for nefarious reasons. Yes. Speaking right. of that, I... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm excited to hear this transition. The next formulaic is step by step. And I feel like people <laughs> will be trying to compete for the role of the codester. Oh, my gosh. And I, I feel but like... you don't hold auditions. Well, so how, for how this... Compete? If people are like, I want to be Cody, I want to be the code man, mm -hmm. I'll get those people on for a bonus episode of Formulaic and I'll give them situations. Hey, how would you as the code man react to these? And the person who does the best gets the role. Wow. I can't believe it. What if you do an entire episode of Step by Step, but everyone is Cody? Ooh, oh my God. I would <laughs> love that. Oops, all codester? What if at the end of this audition that I do, I have to say, sure. I'm sorry, Sasha Mitchell, but you didn't get the part. 
That is the actor Wait, you, who played I remember Cody. Sasha. Oh, I remember <laughs> Sasha Mitchell. I'm just surprised you have access to Sasha Mitchell. Hey, I follow him on Twitter. I mean, Instagram. And that you didn't get Sasha Mitchell to play um, Howard. I feel oh. like Sasha Mitchell... Sasha Mitchell could be a good Howard Craver. Yeah, he could also play the kickboxer, too. Wait, that's, how, how? that's a movie he's in. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the year remember, is... Hey, remember two- that scene in Step by Step when uh, Cody kickboxed Patrick Duffy's face off? No. And, oh, yeah, no. And then, it beca- and then it turned into Mortal Kombat, and it was very violent. Uh, and then Susan Sarandon ate the smaller children. I do remember when... Cody beat up a dickhole karate coach in the honor of Mark, the youngest son of the Fosters. And he exclaimed, Kicks- kickboxing is the one true martial art. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But Sean, <laughs> the year is 2003. It's a hellish lake-affected winter in shitty Muskegon, Michigan. Sorry, Oliard check. Hey, guys, my friend David wants me to stop talking shit about Muskegon. He's one of our only listeners. However, I can't yeah. help it. A turd is a turd, Let's brother. Go. Let's go. Keep this podcast the lowest rated Marshland Media <laughs> Empire piece of media. Guys, a turd by any other name is still a turd. Muskegon, Michigan. It's a turd. The turd capital of the Midwest. So, James, there's this terrible winter I hear about in Muskegon back in 2003. Uh, Sean, I don't know why, but for some reason, every December, I guess my parents must have gone out of town for a weekend because it became an annual tradition that my cool, yet in retrospect, dirtbag cousins, Adam and Joe, would watch my siblings and I. My brother and sister loved them because of how lax they were with us, but I loved them because they were big into hip-hop and no one else in my family or let alone my friend group at the time were but this nice. particular winter Jonathan, i remember oh, no. them driving us somewhere probably to our grandmother's house and they say hey our friends what a wonderful kind of day no no, no, no we no, can that... learn to work at... we need to stick to one trait of thought james stop distracting me oh my god and they say <laughs> what a wonderful kind of day <laughs> well, we can learn to work and play and get along with each other hey our friends what a wonderful kind of day Our friends from Coldwater, Michigan, rap and just put out this mixtape and proceed to put in a CD that changed my life, Jonathan. Ooh. This CD was called It's Official by Coldwater's Finest, a group consisting and composed of rappers Elbow, GPG, Lex, and Ismar. This 30-track album was raw, a little unpolished. Yes, 30. This is back when a a rap album, if it didn't take up all 80 minutes, you were, I guess, losing money. But also, this was a free mixtape. I heard. Okay. Damn, 30 songs for free? Wow. The deals. I think this was also a case of this was their first collection of songs so it was probably a lot of old songs that they remixed and or re-recorded and put together so they had 30 however you're going to find out elbow very prolific because of the amount of albums they put out in a short amount of time and they were all good oh 
Okay, oh, yeah. this this was <laughs> raw, a little unpolished, but so good. They let me rip the mixtape, and I listened to it at nauseum. Over the summer of 2004, they watched us again, and this might have been the time they let me smoke weed with them and then ended up breaking bad for them because my sister, when she got found out for smoking weed a few years later, ratted all of us out for a thing that happened so many years ago. Still a little oh. pissed at her about that but she was a dumb teenager probably hopped up on coracidin <laughs> and you know marijuana from ditching class at our home not realizing ah, i guess a parent could come home while we're smoking down weed i don't think i know what coracidin is it's a cough medicine that if you do enough of it it's like robo tripping that's not lean no no codeine is lean yeah okay. baby and codeine is the kickboxing champion of our hearts, but we need to stay focused. Yes, we do. So, okay. that summer of 04, they were watching us, and I remember going over to their friend Falby's house that was on one of the Twin Lakes. I don't know which one. Twin Lake, two thumbs down. It's uh, like one main road and a bunch of houses that were probably built in the 60s. So yeah, get fucked. Yeah, get fucked. Even though if you live on the lake, also get fucked because you're probably uh, old wealth. Yeah, but if you live in a lake, you're pretty cool because you're probably a marshland monster. Uh-huh. And hey, yo, you know what? Marshland monsters are pretty neat in my book. Or a gill man. Okay, no, fuck a gill man. No. I will not abide by a gill man. I just heard of a gill man today. If you take a gill man out of the water, did you know it loses its scales and grows skin? I don't skin? know what a Gill man is a creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, okay. Okay. I did not know that then. All right. Uh, it, but James, we need to stay focused. Yes, I'm focused, you bitch. Stop dis- <laughs> Over this summer, Falby's house, they gave me an elbow solo mixtape called Bring Light, which has this song, I think it that is titled Resurrect, which I'm going to play right now. Resurrecting the righteous, spitting on the mic with the Christ likeness. Elbow, been selling those for half a decade. It won't stop till I wreck stage, get paid. Building the plans, filling the stands. Script the pure uncut, no longer feeling my hands. You damn, with your featherweight grammar while I'm measuring weight. A centimeter from the slammer, ticking the clock from the block. For 70 centuries, I'm putting some mics up in the watch. You not. Material. I write real meticulous like scratching off a cereal Inferior fuckheads Bragging about busting your leg Stop your dead in your tracks Cut your legs Double-edged mic slanging From a troubled life Uncertain living like a dice gaming Nothing nice No waving No smiling No feeling No rising No playing Elevate above your horizons This is live, son Spoken wisdom handing your commandments Like Moses that shatter your corporate I say, guys, we're back, that this is possibly called Resurrect because besides a handful of these mixtapes, none of them came with track listings. So if I were to send you, you'd be like, awesome, I got, I think, about 300 songs I have in this folder. Uh, Maybe, like, 50 of them have titles on them. But, like, especially, I feel like if you're releasing that much that often, like, yeah, titles are pretty amorphous. Because, mm-hmm. like, really, if you break, like, what is a title if not a marketing tool to sell the song before you even listen to it? 
So like it can go. I feel like a title can go through changes. Well, also, it's a way to to say, hey, Sean, what was your favorite song on Lyrical Wizardry Part 3? And you'd be like, uh, track, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. That's But isn't that a, that's word of mouth marketing? Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. marketing, baby. But yeah. hey, Sean, did you yeah. have that double disc Wu-Tang Forever straight up righteousness? Oh, man, I wish I did. Oh, OK. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of this song? I sent you this specific one. I liked it. Hell yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Well, let me tell you what I like about it. Okay. Resurrect is a classic hardcore underground rap song to me. It's formative, layered, raw, and perfect. But we're not here to talk about Bring Light. We're here to talk about the winter of, yeah, flash forward, one year, 2004. Whoa. Whoa. Hold on. Whoa. Uh-huh. I, need to get, I need to gather my bearings because, wow. Oh, man, I hope that you put those bearings oh. in some trucks and some wheels as you skateboard. Oh, you know I do, but by trucks I mean vans, and by vans I mean I live in a van in the garage of my step-uncle. Or you put those bearings... Wait, step- what? I forgot Cody's actual relation to the step-by-step family. No, uh, Frank, he's a Lambert, so he's Frank's biological nephew, and he doesn't live in the garage. No, 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 he thinks that's trashy. He lives in his van. I think I said van by the garage. Oh, I thought you said in the garage. I think I said van by the garage because I almost said down by the river. Okay. Uh, But that's something else entirely. But yeah, he's biological to the dad. Okay, but James, we have to focus. I need you to stop getting so goddamn discrapped, you son of a bitch. Winter of two... Winter of 2004. I guess I need to keep that in because Sean laughed at it. Sorry. Dirtbag cousins give me... This, Sean. Ooh, that's a... Now, James is showing me some physical media. I believe we used to call these compact dicks. Yes, yes, yes. It says simply... Signed? Yes, signed. Lyrical Wizardry PT3, signed by Elbow, 2004, and has the track list printed on the album. This is like a hand-printed, put-on-all-of-that-good-deal. Hell yeah. What year did you say that was? 2004. 2004, that's, oh man, that's kind of like the end of a lot of like handcrafting your indie hits, I feel like. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I feel like like by 2000, right, by 2006, 2008, a lot more could be done digitally. Oh, yeah. So like, this is like, yeah, that, that sort of tail end of like, no, we just got to do it. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no computer. We can't use computer tricks to save us now. We got to use our hands and our fingies. But one computer trick I can do is play one of these songs right now because this shit Changed my life. Play it. What make your heart pump? Heart skip, car jump, dark shit. Your pumps are targets. Oh shit, not him. Michigan's prince, lawless cop pissed. Wanna knock him? You just popped in. Compact this, cockness. Hotness shit since my last. You know I got this. Cock this, mic back, pop shit like that. Hot clips from the lips. I'm about to strike back. Off the Red Sea, this shit is deadly. Live on the mic, who the fuck? Gon' dead me They see you try I got an evil eye for the game More slang hustle up in my vein Put the mic in my hand I'ma chant down Babylon Fight like a man Stand to the battles won My next song bringing the heat Got pussy MCs on the edge of their seat What? What'd it take to get them listening? I'm a different person I'm a different person Good You're Digi-Sean yeah. now 
Yep, uh, I'm a digi- I'm I'm here to save the digital universe uh-huh, world. Uh-huh. Do you know why they're called? All of them have Mon at the end of their name. No, it's their file name. It's dot Mon. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like telling everyone that because then it's like, oh well, that makes sense. Do you know why uh, uh, Garuamon has sex genes when he dead evolves? Why he has sexy genes? No, like sex genes. Like specifically, he's wearing the kind of jeans I envision when I read Fifty Shades of Grey as I do every year. And he's like, these are my sex genes. I put them on to sex. I guess because if you were a dog and all of a sudden became like a bipedal man but look like a dog, the first thing. You would fuck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, you'd fuck. Absolutely. Agreed. You need to signify to others. It's kind of like peacocks, you know, like peacocking. You got to have something flashy. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> this case is dir- it's kind of dirty up jeans. Yeah, that's not something to attract people to be like, oh, who is he? This is to say, oh, they want to fuck. I'm just glad we can all agree that out of all the original Digimon, Garurumon is the one that fucks. I think, like, Angelmon could also fuck. Angelmon does not. Angelmon does not fuck. Angelmon goes on Twitter to talk about fucking, but clearly does not fuck. No, Angelmon is the like MC of an orgy because he has that big tribal like staff and he like as the orgy begins he goes dong dong and then people are like taking clothes off and he can kind of keeps the pace. I don't think I'm inviting Andamon to my orgy. I gotta I be honest. I think he's kind of a big old dork. Because the lady Andamon that uh Angelwoman. Is that what her name is? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Angelwo.mon. That somehow a cat digivolves into... Gatamon. I, th- Dude, I want her there. Did you even jerk off to Digimon Hentai? Yeah, I've done a, a thing, the sexiest Digimons. All right, I'm just checking because I, I don't, some, some of your lack of the cat one, I'm just saying. I will say if we realize this, the sexiest yeah. Digimon to me include one of two things, either a leather jacket or a gun. you can watch that on youtube or maybe twitch the the stream is still up but let's go back to this album yes james stay focused oh my god stay focused this is the spark that changed my world that's a reference to one of these songs i think i listened to nothing but lyrical wizardry part three for months specifically while playing whatever video game i rented before getting snowed in like most winter breaks that video game usually happened to be simpson skateboarding Ooh! oh no i love that game i own it it's it's rough but fun okay that's i I can't say anything I, 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 i played through fallout new vegas unmodded multiple times and that game is a mess i the fun thing about simpsons skateboarding is just the fact that you get to skateboard in springfield that's fun but we'd stay focused okay sure the fun thing about simpsons skateboarding is that you're skateboarding as a simpson got yeah. it okay cool what it's going out to <laughs> do a, it it's does a good well. title yes it's a good title are most of the skateboard tricks completely misnamed even though these tricks aren't yes. copyrighted yes yeah yeah no pretty is does the engine look kind of sluggish especially compared to where tony hawk was at the time because i think tony hawk was tony hawk three out by no, then? oh sean or was that two i think underground was out jesus christ yeah that's what oh my god because this was PlayStation Ooh. 2. 
I am glad you enjoyed that game. Then I am holding my tug. I'll once we start (laughs) talking about wrestling, I'll pull up and see what came when. Okay. All right, Sean. Yes. I've already gone on for too long. That's written right. in. I knew it. this would be a while. <laughs> I, one of my notes is this took a minute. <laughs> if you want to listen to this, head to our Discord. There's a link in the description. I Or just message me on Twitter at MSSPod or on Instagram at MarshlandMonster. You'll find me. Go there. I'll send you a link to join our Discord because I'll have this entire album posted in the MLM Pod channel. I recommend starting with Nadia Head, Murder Rap, Neen on the Track, or Hustle Hard. And Sean, yes, all this December, we'll be diving into more Coldwater's Finest, aka Syndicate Records, because this was my winter. So many of these albums I got in the wintertime And I want to, like, extend this to our listeners. If only December had around 24 weeks, because that is how many albums, mixtapes, and compilations they've put out since 2003, all the way up to recently, last (laughs) year, Elbow put out a mixtape. Nice. And it's a shame that you can't listen to them readily available anywhere. But, Sean, what did you think of the few songs you listened to? Yeah, it was pretty chill. I had a good time. Hell yeah, baby. Yeah. I sent one of their like newest ones to Ian Bracken of Horror Corridor. And I was like, these dudes heavily influenced me this and that. He was like, yeah, man, I can hear that. Nice. Uh, well, let's get Brack in. Uh, it's a little bit of pro wrestling. And big old shout, quick shout out uh, to Ricochet, a.k.a. Prince Puma, <gasps> SmackDown's World Cup champion. Well, World Cup. Oh, because of the World Cup going on. We didn't. Yeah, we didn't get to talk about it. This is the fucking coolest, pettiest shit I've ever seen. Maybe not. Maybe not ever, but it's up there. For those of you who were keeping up with SmackDown and like what they're what they're up to. Uh, James, have you heard of something called the World Cup? Yes, I have. Yes, it's where all the worlds play soccer and join hands. And it's kind of sketchy, but they but it's a beautiful, huge event. That's being shown on Fox, specifically on Fox Sports. It's all like, it's a big deal. WWE, they don't play soccer, so they felt left out. So what they did was they held a special little tournament. And you know what they call that tournament? The official title. Titles are important. Names are important. James, you know what they called that title? I'm guessing WWE World Cup. Not even. World Cup on Fox. Wowzers. (laughs) Wowzers. <laughs> yeah. No rest. Nothing. Just so you're looking for the World Cup? We got your World Cup right here. Insanity. i probably because World Cup is so generic, but also Super Bowl is. How is yeah. that not, I guess because oh, the World Cup, Fox has exclusive rights to show it, so they can call it that. Maybe maybe World Cup isn't copywritten the way Super Bowl is copywritten. Mm-hmm. Like we're being sued because we just said it twice now. The big game. Um, the big game. The big match. And a big shout out to these two big finalists, uh, Santos Escobar and Ricochet, a.k.a. King Cuerno and Prince Puma. Yeah! I love it. They even uh, they even reference it a little bit on commentary, uh, where uh, Mike, I think Michael Cole says, Ricochet talked to me. He says, me and Santos have run into each other in the past, but never in the WWE. I'm like, you guys never fucking touched. That was all King Cuerno and Puma, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, Santos, dude. So good. I was kind of like, I was running a little bit late, so I was skipping through the match. Match looks great. If you have not kept up with, like, Santos after or Ricochet, for whatever reason, if you're not watching WWE, I don't blame you. 
I had to take a break from WWE for a while. It's good again. I promise. This is not a Destiny 2 situation. It's actually good again. But yeah, especially because they're letting like Santos and Ricochet just go at it for like a good ch chunk of change. They had a great match. But not that Santo. No, different Santos. I think they, shoot, I should know this. I think they're related. Whoa, that'd be dope. Yeah, uh, but I guess while I look that up, James, oh, actually, real quick, uh, the dark match, as we as we always go, four-way, Drago picks up the W over Pentagon Jr., Son of Havoc, and Holoco. <coughs> that's because me. you love that dude, right? And Helico did not deserve this treat. No, it's fine. Yeah, I love Helico. He's well, just so, yeah. Sean, Simpson Skateboarding came out oh in God. the year 2002. North America, November 12th, so late in 2002. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 came out October 2002. So uh, Underground comes out the following year, uh, about how early in the year, in October. So it predates Underground a year, but postdates Pro Skater 3 by a year. Okay, so predates, okay, that, that makes a lot more sense because I feel like Pro Skater 3 when they jumped to those newer consoles was like that felt like a huge change just in like weight of the mm -hmm. skater, you know? And those, you got like really round cartoons. How do you make, yeah. how, what are their physics in the Simpsons world, huh? I don't think they really, I'm glad you grew up with this game. I, I'm not super trashing it, but I am mildly trashing most Simpsons games. I don't think a Simpsons game really felt good weighty until like, Hit and run. I could say the uh, Crazy Taxi clone, but that was just Crazy Taxi. Wasn't that Hit and Run? I thought Hit and Run was the um, GTA clone. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I don't remember what the Crazy Taxi clone was. I don't. And I apologize. He's the son of uh, Fant El Fantasma, which makes sense. In AAA, Santos Escobar, a.k.a. King Cuerno, was known as El Hijo de Fantasma. Adel Fantasma. James, I got so I got so distracted by all the distractions, I forgot where I was. Where we just got out of the dark match. No, like where am I in space? In space? I don't know, like in between Mars and Venus. Well, speaking of in between, Puma in between a rock and a hard place gets his last week got his first defense successfully against Phoenix, a beautiful match, and now he's jumped by this machine man uh -huh. who's better than the rest. He's got a machine man. Cage debuted last week. James, are you excited? Are you, are you, are you, are you foaming at the teats for this Brian Cage to make his statement? Yeah. Hey, Sean, can you just tell me what matches are this? I watched yeah. this a week ago and I fucking loved the matches, but can you just give a rundown? I know we usually go match by match, say who it is, but can you do that just for my frame of reference? All right, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll backtrack to, like, the segments. Card this week is Mil Muertes versus Phoenix. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. It is a uh, trios tag. I think our first trios tag match yes. are Hennis, Superfly, and Aerostar Ooh. versus the newly uh, the newly uh, loose-cannoned crew, no okay. more Big Rick attached, Cortez Castro, Mr. Cisco, and Bale, of course. And then our main event title match, Prince Puma versus Kaja. Yeah, guys, this is possibly the greatest episode of this show so far. Really? Yeah, I love... The first two matches are so amazing. It's pretty exciting. Well, let's get it... Well, uh, let's get into it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got to backtrack a little bit. We open up at the Temple Gym, 
which again, I just love how everything looks so goddamn skeezy. Yeah. Every, every location is like, like a black light would explode from overstimulation mm -hmm. if it ever stepped foot into the temple. Uh, but we cut to Cage pumping iron and Cueto coming in, uh, telling him how much he likes Cage grabbing balls and how he sent Puma to the hospital last week. Yeah, real quick, just to backtrack a little. Yeah. If we had a black light in here, James Cameron could have saved a little bit on the new Avatar movies. Everything's glowing there like it does oh, okay. an Avatar on Navi. <laughs> ah, uh, Feliz Navidad. Hell yeah. I have not seen Avatar. I haven't either. But I've seen the commercials. We just want to give, you know what? Just shouts out to James Cameron. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate what you're doing. I fucking hate boats myself. So I do feel like I can relate to your work. Yeah, he likes going underneath the boats. Yo, I like going underneath James Cameron's dick to oh, smell. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind grabbing that bull by the huevos rancheros. Yeah, I wouldn't mind pulling up Ryan Cage and grabbing some balls in my hands. Mm-hmm. So Cueto wants Cage to fondle Puma a little bit more because Puma wants to defend, come back from the hospital, but he's a fighting champion and he wants to defend his title against Cage tonight. And Cage is like, no, -uh, he's not going to defend the title. He's going to lose the title because I'm a machine. Yes, this Cage is a machine, much like Update the Dominator. Remember, guys, my machine that you can put a dog into. So you have a name for it now? Yes, because it does. Why does this bit continue to run? It dominates <laughs> the dog. It slowly closes in. Oh. I told our friend Robbie. Of hidden oh, and critted about it, and he said, or maybe it was Joe, but one of them said, yeah, man, no. that's actually a pretty good idea. No, it's not. It yeah. is not a good idea. Don't put dogs in tiny cages that slowly get smaller to crush the dog. It does not crush the dog. Remember, they have those safety, it like, little simulates. notches. It's a simulated crushing. That's like saying waterboarding isn't drowning a person. No, but it is simulation of drowning. But it doesn't crush them. It You're gets as close to them and then You're it crush backs boarding. up. You are crush boarding small animals. Crush board? That sounds like a new, uh... Yeah. B-Boys dance, you know? Crush board. Yeah, it's in the opening sequence to meet the Deedles. It's in the opening of <laughs> Crush Groove 2. Run DMC's back. <laughs> True. That's true. <laughs> that was your life back in New York oh. City. You lived Crush Groove, man. Yeah, dude. I was in Run DMC uh, for like a week. They didn't know I was there. Mm -hmm, we can't. Mm -hmm. I'm not allowed to talk about it. You're, yeah, that's because you're the reason why <laughs> DMC can't rap anymore. You punched him in the throat a few too many times. I had it. I had a. I had a small microphone that I had uh, blessed from the aliens from Space Jam, and I used it to steal their abilities. Unfortunately, it got picked up by a stray dog. And uh, that dog is the best rapper in New York City, but nobody can find him. Yeah, he says, I, you think you heard my barks? We're going to have to fight because I just bark barked him just last night. Bars. Bars. Speaking of bars, the Lucha House Band has some sweet bars as they play us in. And we go to the desk. And I don't know how long Matt Stryker has been wearing a zip up hoodie, but like, the fuck, man? You're on TV. Wear a collar. Oh, no, this must be this episode because he's been in a three-piece suit. Yeah, like, I feel like he's been occasionally pretty well-dressed. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a cold day in Los Angeles. 
Maybe you know what would help cover up in a cold day? A three-piece suit. There nah. are three pieces of cloth to cover you. I did, I don't know. This was like because like I don't know. Vampiro's wearing jeans and like a collared shirt, but like that makes and also Vampiro is the wrestler. He's the color commentator. Like, Stryker, man, what are you doing? This was back in 2015. He might have gotten a prototype of the Dominator before we had that safety mechanism set. And it might have just popped the dog on him. Wait. Hold on. So he had to put something over his three-piece suit. It just popped oh, okay. him like a zit. And that blood gets everywhere. You ever okay. gotten dog blood no. on you? Of course I have, James, but legally I can't speak on that. I'm sorry we're that's bringing up so many topics that I'm not allowed to talk on. That's because <laughs> Run DMC was like, you need to get his voice back. And you tried just oh. slitting this dog's throat and just kind of like a soul going back into DMC, but it did mm. not work. No, the dog did slap my throat. Uh, that's the first time I died. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When a dog murdered me. Yeah. Let's get to the first match. Yeah, let's do it, baby. <laughs> Mil Muertes with Katrina versus Phoenix. Katrina in a new outfit, I believe. This black and white number. Ooh-wee, ooh-wee. I'm just all for these two. They're the fucking coolest, and I love every match they're in. Is a quick update. If you had to choose, like, your go—not not the best, obviously, but, like, your favorite, the one you get most excited to see on TV. Is that Mil. still Is that still Mill? That's still Mill? Okay. Yeah. Just check it. Just check it. I want to I make sure. He's the coolest, baby. Mill's pretty cool. He's got a great cape, big old, big old stinky muscles. Ooh, and that ass. Oh, absolute, absolute donker. Absolute dump truck. As and, our mutual yeah. friend Pete <laughs> once said, you could eat a dinner plate <laughs> off that ass. Pete was correct. As always, Pete, good call. Solid edible took us right there. Uh, Vampiro kind of gets into a uh, a theory you've been uh, mixing around in that cesspool you call a mind that Katrina is somehow controlling Mill. I believe you brought that up before. No, I I feel like she is the conduit for like she takes the souls, then snowballs the snow the souls into him like okay. a blowjob type deal. Sure, I was gonna refer like almost like a more he's the machine. But not the machine because that's Brian and Cage. Don't get confused. And then she's like the operator. So he's these ultrasound machine. Follow me here. Follow me here. He's the ultrasound machine. Katrina is the very tired ultrasound tech. And then violence is the jelly that we spread all over the bellies of the people, the fans. So we so Bill Muertes can show the inside. And then there's a blowjob. I lost the metaphor. It could also be like she is the knife mm-hmm. and like the wrestlers are that dog's throat. And then I can't, I can't talk about this. <laughs> it will reverse the spell. We want the spell to be reversed. Then DMC can rap again. But then I die for good. Oh. The spell is also tied into my resurrection that I legally cannot talk about. Resurrecting the righteous spitting on the mic with the Christ likeness elbow. I was really excited to see Mill, I feel like, grow so much in this match. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, Phoenix is one of those guys that's hard to have a bad match with. He's just, he's very good. He's very skillful and he's very knowledgeable in the techniques he's using. But Mill looked great here. Oh, yeah. I think this might have been, how long is, okay, this is one of the longer Mill ma- matches, too, uh, at 3 minutes 44 seconds. Yeah, because as one of, uh, probably Striker says, 
every time Mill would go to pin him or punch him down, knock him out, something is motivating him to keep getting up. What? That's a wrestling match. The win is what's <laughs> motivating him to get up. That honor, that glory. I think motivation, I mean, I've got, got to get that honor, that glory. But I think I, motivation is an interesting word because I think in defense of Matt Stryker, which is all I want to do, um, <laughs> there is something, love that zip up hoodie. Mm. But there is something beyond, like it's motivating him physically past the point like you shouldn't be physically capable of getting this. Maybe catalysts or or not catalysts, but something that's like it's not it's not motivation of a personal want. It's the motivation of the fuel almost. How mm-hmm. does he have this much fighting spirit that he can can get back up, right? Because he's the phoenix. Like that's the thing. He is he is a phoenix. Phoenixes don't die, they multiply. Go grease lightning. Absolutely burning down the quarter mile. Um, and that is the story of this match. It's Bill has these huge bombs. Phoenix is faster. Phoenix has has more technique. He know he takes it to Mill early, uh, but Mill just keeps cutting him off with these big, huge, massive. Mill's a one punch guy. Mill's Mill's Mike Tyson in in his prime, where you know Mike, you know he's not he's not the most offensive boxer. He's not going at it like uh, Floyd Mayweather. But you get one punch from Mike. That's all it. Ne- that's all he needs. That's yeah, Mill Moritz. His prime is on the Nintendo Entertainment System, right? Absolutely, a game I have never played, but I know exists. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but it's just never enough. Like Phoenix puts a lot onto Mill, a lot of rolls up, fl- uh, roll ups, flying knees, kicks and chops. Mill, I think, has his best spear so far. Oh yeah, this is so, and like, and it's one of those things where it's not just like best. Like, oh yeah, this is clear. This is truly an amazing spear. He like he leaves his feet there airborne for a second, cuts Phoenix in half. I love they have a name for this spear. Dagger in the heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a, it's so evocative. It gets my it gets my juices flowing. Unfortunately, it is not enough. Mill superplexes Phoenix, but Phoenix holds on. Like Mill destroys this man. He keeps kicking out at two. He takes him to the top rope. He drives him to the bottom of the mat into hell and back. But Phoenix holds on to his shoulders and gets a, a nifty little roll up, sneaky little win at three minutes forty four seconds. And the the reason why Mill wasn't winning is because you got to hook the leg. If you don't do that, you're not going anywhere. You got to hook that leg. It's the hubris of Mill to not hook the leg. Speaking of, you do have to hook the leg if you don't want your dog to pop in the Dominator. No, no. We have created. You have to hook the dog's leg so they don't go around too much. They need to stay in the center. So please, make sure. Yes. Hook the leg. James, stop advocating for simulated violence towards dogs. I... I did write down that if we get new listeners and they happen to be some fuckers who love dogs. Oh, yeah. How dare (laughs) they're going to think they're going to be like, this is truly fucked up. What James keeps referring to. I like how you say I like how you reference it. They're going to think they would be right. In thinking that, this is truly fucked up, James. But it's a joke. That's what I'm saying. I'm not being serious. No, of course. I just like, I just love the fact that your friend from Muskegon is like, hey, man, can you lay off Muskegon? 
love the dog violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love, love the Dominator. But can you like the 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 waterboarding of dogs that you are advocating on your podcast? But can you lay off Muskegon? Uh huh. He did say he loved the last Unearth the Underground. Us talking about MC Deep, which Oli Archek yeah. is on an MC Deep song, so you can find him. Nice. Well, uh, Brian Cage is on this next promo package, uh, where he's walking to his car in the parking lot in the middle of the day. And these punks are drinking beers near a car. And I never, I would never, I would never stand for this. And neither does Cage. He goes like, he goes full Batman on these guys. It's, it's actually real fucking cool. It's one of the, it's one of the cool things about Lucha Underground that makes it a little different from other wrestling shows is that, you know, halfway through an episode, one of the wrestlers is just going to go full Batman Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. beat up a bunch of goons in the parking lot. And they're like, what fuels the machine? Well, this mm-hmm. is what fuels the machine. Energy drinks consumed through the pores after being smashed over the back of his head. Bottle oh, yeah. style. Bottles, wooden crates. He just like nothing. Like maybe maybe Batman's not the perfect example because he just nothing. Nothing affects him. You could throw all sorts of breakable objects from your Hollywood prop store and it will not affect the machine. Sean. As you might know, Nicole and I are proud podcast partners with the Tokusatsu Network, and Bottle Style reminded me of this. <laughs> I have to write up articles for our podcast so they can easily publish and tweet out them, and I need like a a log line, a very tiny synopsis of it, and it's for a recent one was Nicole and James reluctantly go mountain style style, baby with MSS all-star Sean Marciniak. Oh man, blowing them big loads on those peaks, calling them mountain style. Like I'm pretty, something I'm pretty sure I'm jacking the style of DPW, but don't worry about it. You never heard that. You never heard that. That's donkey punch wrestling, baby. No, it's not as Deadlock Pro Wrestling. Nope. Donkey Punch. Support indie wrestling. Just real quick on, uh, on the promo package, the voiceover, continuing the story that uh, Cage is just a dude. He's a big, strong dude, but at the end of the day, like he, uh, he references he knows he's going to die one day, so he's putting in the work to blow through every challenge like it's his last. How do you feel about, how do you feel about this Cage as an everyman? I like it. That's the philosophy that James Lindsay III, a rock and roll musician who went by the unfortunate name Jay Retard, in his (laughs) documentary, he lived by the philosophy of most people think you have a certain amount of fantastic songs in you. He believed that you have a certain amount of time within your life to produce these amazing songs. So he would just hit as hard as he could, as many songs as he could do in a month to the point where before he passed away, he was doing a just hit song once a week. Hit like so much. Uh, It's surprising that more of his music hasn't come out. But because of that, he was tracking all his own stuff, including drums. Like he just had a a, like studio home, you know, like a studio apartment. It felt like a studio home where he just had all his recording stuff in his living room. And there was an immediacy to the drumming because he's like, I this is the backing, uh, the backbone of the entire song. So this needs to get done. I I need to make sure it's good. 
And I like that he's like, hey, I only have a certain amount of time in in the world to get what I need done. So I'm going to take my shot. I'm going to do it. And that's how everyone should live. YOLO, baby. It's a like it's a solid philosophy. The um, I always think of a uh, Brendan Fraser from Airheads uh, when he talks about the why you got the Grim Reaper tattoo on your back. It's like I always feel like death is right behind me, mm-hmm. so I gotta get this done. Obviously, I I'm a fir- I'm a firm believer of like combining that with like positive self care because that's also that mindset can be dangerous if not like checked. You know, because you, you just get like real deep into grind culture, and then you wake up one morning and you don't know who you are as a person. You only you define yourself by the things you've done, not who you are. But that being said, that ambition is all it's good. It's like it's ambition's not bad. It's just something I feel like we've learned in the past 10 years that's been become part of the conversation mm-hmm. is, hey, also, don't forget to take care of yourself. Yeah, uh, because in some cases you won't wake up because your yeah. s- form of self-care to be able to fall asleep is uh, doing a little bit of cocaine and some alcohol and then your heart stops while you sleep, like in the case of James Lindsay Third. Hey, yep. Live, 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 live hard. Fuck Bruce Willis. No, live fast, die fast, G.G. Allen style. Another person who uh, went to sleep and did not wake up because of heroin. <laughs> Hey, you want to you want a some uh, good way to not fall asleep ever again that doesn't involve drug use? Watch a little bit of this trios match we got coming up. Our Hennis Superfly and Aerostar Ooh. versus Cort- the crew Cortez Castro, Mr. Cisco, and Bale. And it's fi- I think it is official. We were wondering about it last week. Matt Striker calls them the crew. They have been called the crew in the past. Mm-hmm. This faction is known as the crew. I will say there's some Party City looking masks on fantastic wrestlers this match. This Whoa. F- some of these masks were looking are a little beautiful. Bunk, okay? Bunk? Yeah. What? These are fucking three of my uh, I think these matches are beautiful. They're colorful. They're loud. As are the three wrestlers. Very excited. I don't think we've seen our Hennis before. No, we've seen our Hennis before. I lied. I lied. We've seen our Hennis before. You'll see these masks after Comedy Bang Bang on IFC in 2013. Bunked. <laughs> oh my gosh. Real good, real exciting match between three, and also like three pretty like established luchadors. Mm-hmm. Our head is Superfly and Aerostar are like major players in AAA and have been uh, around the world for a little bit now versus these new, like these, these up and coming, like really kind of, I feel like built for this TV show. Like this is probably their, I think this is all of their first major break. And it's, it's, it's interesting to see it also. And it plays into the style of match where the three luchadors are like hitting these like luchador are these very technically sound and exciting luchador moves while the crew is just like, oh, I'm going to try. I'm probably going to try and stab you with a fork later. If, yeah, if I could get away with that. Or something the commentators didn't bring up. Try and eat one of the luchadors. <laughs> Wait, hold on now. Someone in the crew just goes and bites the face of oh, yeah. one of the luchadors <laughs> and no one says anything. You know, it's so weird that 2022, I have become desensitized to biting faces. Okay. It's, it's so much in a... John Moxley, who is one of... Probably in contention for top five wrestlers today. He's, he's the face of AEW, uh, formerly Dean Ambrose of WWE and The Shield. His his big thing in the corner is just to bite your forehead, and he's been doing it for three years, and people love that shit. He's a top five wrestler in AEW, but number one kissable wrestler in the world. This is true, shot, uh, ask Effie. 
Yeah, but like, but that's that's definitely the pace of the match. Uh, Aerostar is gonna do some beautiful flips. Uh, the entire team is probably gonna hit a great uh, Sasuke special out of somewhere. Meanwhile, the crew's gonna bite you in the face, and it's effective. Because nobody wants to get bit in the face. And the Luchadors are going to constantly be doing Marvel Ultimate Alliance combos on them. Yeah, like that. Ooh. <laughs> there was a really nice combo from the crew, though, that I loved in the corner. There was also, I don't know, because I watched this last week, I have a what holy shit No, Like, I audibly screamed holy shit in this room while Nicole was sleeping <laughs> during the first match but i don't remember what it was but let's get on let's get into the crew versus some luchas very exciting match I, I to me it feels like the big advantage actually is the crew working together versus the luchadors uh with the luchadors like individually they're gonna are hitting fantastic moves but you're hitting a fantastic move on three people meanwhile these three dudes are all kind of swarming in on one person you know like there's there's almost there's like an economy of damage being done where the luchadors have to spread out their damage, but the crew are so are so honed in on each other. They have synced up their menstrual cycles, so they all bleed through their vaginas at the same time to deliver devastating offense. Oh, also, guys, if you have a dog who is menstruating, we do not recommend the Dominator. Oh my, I, we don't recommend the Dominator at all. Don't put dogs in this hypothetical torture device. Uh, I'm just saying. I'm sorry, I'm not on board with the Dominator, but also, I will not apologize for not being on board with the Dominator. All right, okay, you're overboard with the Dominator. Oh I hate that I'm give, I'm, I'm using its proper name and I'm late, like lending it credence by acknowledging it has a name. If you say the machine, that's not really going to do much because people think you're cage. Yeah, and I do not want to. I don't. I do not want to put forth a rumor that Brian Cage puts dogs in his mouth and slowly closes his jaw, or just in his. I would never suggest that in his arms and just crushes them a little, but doesn't kill that's them. Just, no, it's just that's just called a hug. That's Ooh. a hug. That's fine. Okay, Hugs, you, you can you can hug a dog. Do right, not guys. hug a dog with the no. No. Rebranding the Dominator is now called the Hugginator. <laughs> and we're going to put no. little like soft little no. memory foam. We'll maybe, hey, we'll, we'll partner up with Helix Mattress to make it squish, but it's still going to close in and redo. Mm. So wait, hold on. It's still going to close in. And what was that second word? I don't know. Re Did you say redo? Oh, yeah. Redo like it's going to repeat. Oh, okay. I thought you, I thought, for whatever reason, I thought you meant it's going to redo like the dog's physical structure, which is not good. Oh, like a Stewie Griffin early on in his life when they do a flashback, he had a big giant head. Then he hit the ceiling bouncing on the bed and it footballed. The Hugginator cannot be a Stewie Griffin. Now, James, a very important question. The dog's mental state, emotional state, while they are being Hugginated, is it good or is it bad? Do they enjoy the Hugginator? For the Hugginator? Yes. I guess it's still pretty terrifying. We still need to dominate no! them. Stop. No, we stop terrifying dogs. That's the thing. Dogs need to be put in their place. Well, the crew puts the three luchadors in their place at 10 minutes, 54 seconds. A pretty long match. Mm -hmm. And it kind of goes back to uh, this economy of violence. Uh, Aerostar hits a big, uh, big tope, wipes everyone out. But he's wiping out everyone. Meanwhile, uh, Cisco and Cortez get back in the ring and hit their big rig. 
focusing all their damage onto one person and picking it up at one, two, three. Yeah. This match was so fucking good. And again, we are very big proponents of it. Watch mm-hmm. children during a wrestling match because yes. during all these big high fly spots outside of the ring, there is a mm-hmm. child who is cheesing so hard in one of the first front rows that clearly this kid will remember this for the rest of his life. Yeah, it. I will remember this for the rest of my life as well. And I like Something I really liked about this match, uh, there's a chant that happens, uh, you can't wrestle. And like, normally that's just like a little too mean for me. When you hear like a chant, when you hear like a crowd chant at a wrestler, you can't wrestle. Like they're trying, give them a break. But in this case, it totally applies. Like that's the crew's gimmick. They're Mm -hmm. not here to wrestle. They're here to do it shower style, prison shower style, baby. No, just shower style. Yeah, they're just they're just here to do it shower style, baby. They're saying, oh, "You got my boom boom into my heart" as they're scrubbing they bang, each other. Bang bang. Yeah. I have a couple last notes on this match. First, someone kicks someone from behind, and they say, "Oh man, that that went right to the brown eye or something." No, they got kicked in the grundle, guys. And this is if you're here from Ranger Command Power Hour and you heard the episode, I did have to bleep out a few things specifically because that, that's a an all ages show. There's a Power Rangers villain monster called Grumblebee. And okay. he's <laughs> Eric's no, I, got, I think I, I think I got this bit. I'm gonna take a wild stab at the dark, but assume <laughs> I know where this bit is going. <laughs> Eric says that I was like, wait. I thought its name was Grundlebee, and he says no, and then kind of looks at me like, is this a James joke? And I say, <laughs> I might have to bleep that out, and he goes, why? And, I, and he says, make your own judgment, you're editing this one, and I say, well, that is just a slang word for the taint, and he said, yes, you need to bleep that <laughs> and bleep taint, and I was like, okay, well, you stop yeah. saying it, because you're just giving me more instances to bleep, so I was saying Grundle. to be ashamed of. Paint's yes. nothing to be ashamed, ashamed of to have a grundle. Well, also, I was like, I don't know the technical term for, because we can say penis. We could say vagina. Oh, yeah. We also went into a big thing of like vagina. Should we be bleeping that out? But no, it's a it's an actual term. Yeah. Every, listen, everyone, everyone has a vagina and every puma has a Conan. This uh-huh. is, might be the worst transition I've ever made. Well, also because I have a couple more notes. Uh, Ah, fuck. Okay. (laughs) The crowd can curse, but the commentators cannot because they were having like a fuck you chant or something. Which is common. That's television wrestling all over the place. Uh, Love hearing asshole chants uh, on TV. And then just the the, uh, commentators being like, well, they're really into it. You can't say it, but you can't really control. Like it's a live, it's a live show most of the time. It's a live audience. You can't really control them. Here's what we do. You can try and bleed them out. Sean, what do we do? Each chair has a hugginator, and once they start getting a little saucy, no. squeeze them in. Stop now! No, this is this is the equivalent of Dick Cheney starting a war in Iraq for his oil company. This is this is your private business. You're trying to bring into the public sector, and I will not have this, Mister Mister Marsh. Tear down these balls! Hey guys, have you ever been like? My dogs need to live that life of a hell in a cell every single week, every single day even. You got it with the Hugginator. I'm going to need you to move on. (laughs) 
Oh, and then finally, one of yeah. the crew spits in the ring, and that's grotesque. Don't do it. Yeah, uh, unless you're a bad guy, in which case, that's pretty cool. James, how many of your notes involve the Hugginator from this point forward? I don't think any. Okay. Then I, I'm prepared to move on to this interview, if you are, if you are as well. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> okay, I don't like that you're covering your face with your notebook. Makes me feel like I'm not sure very, I can trust you. I have a very funny one coming up. All right. Well, Vampiro is interviewing uh, Puma, so he thinks. In, in matter of fact, he is interviewing Conan with Puma. Which also, he says like, hey, it's nice to meet you. After working together for 12 weeks, you haven't met this man formally? Well, also not fully 12 weeks, as we found out, right? Well, in the in the storyline, yes, yes, no, canonically that is true. Um, but also, I don't know, Vampiro's Vampiro might be a little bitch sometimes. <laughs> I can see Vampiro in the back, just like kind of big, big dick energying Puma. Yeah, like, I, don't know, I can't meet you until they play my music. What can I? I would love to go out there and <laughs> shake your hand, but these fuckers won't play my music. Please play my music. Um, the inter- the entire interview is he doesn't really get to meet Puma here either. Uh, Puma doesn't say a word. It's all, this is all Conan, uh, which is the story they are still telling, uh, that Puma's doing real well, and Conan is definitely riding those coattails. Now, mm-hmm. is this a mutually beneficial relationship? Is this all Conan? I don't know yet. Uh, Vampiro certainly feels one way about it. Vampiro does not trust Conan at all. Uh-uh. He has the right to, because remember, Conan took the starring role or a recurring role on a telenovela way back Mm -hmm. in 93 and he could still hold that grudge even though it says it was squashed yeah and even though vampiro is well we've seen him act (laughs) yeah it man if if he holds his grudge any longer uh uh-oh he's a ghost child scaring ladies what the grudge juan oh okay that was oof that's that was a very good reference. I'm sorry. I think my heart gave out a little bit. It was just it was, that was that was fucking F zero level speed. Or maybe it's uh, if he holds that grudge any longer, all he'll be able to say is, "I can't do the noise, and I'm glad I can't. It's terrifying." So the interview goes back and forth for a while. Conan's answering. Uh, yeah, again, Conan's answering Puma. Conan says uh, they're gonna. Basically, Conan, uh, Cage got lucky because he jumped us from behind. Mm-hmm. Cage is big. He's bigger. He is stronger. But Puma is stronger mentally. He has more technique. He's faster. And uh, they're going to beat him. They're going to beat Cage in the Mind Palace. That's where the, that's where the war will be decided. Uh, eventually, Vampiro kind of gets fed up because Puma's not answering all, any of these questions. This is all K-Dog. And Vampiro asks, like, why is Conan parasiting? pretty much off of Puma. Like he's very pointedly like pretty much just going, Hey, fuck you, Conan. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. Why, why, why did we sign? Why did we give you a contract? You son of a bitch. Give me my roll back. It should have been me. Yeah. Conan says, fuck you, Vampiro. They stand, they square off. They're like about, I love that. They're just the only way they really know how to communicate is I'm going to punch you. No, I'm going to punch you. Like they're like, in, in hopefully in storyline, uh, I do, you know, cause I want, I want people to get along to yeah. tell a, a better story, but I do love that they're that these two just. I just want to fucking hit you. Neither of us are can be uh, medically cleared to wrestle. 
at this point in our careers like we're both like have slowed you literally conan walks around with a cane yeah like they they should not have a match but i just fucking hate you so much i just want to punch you i love that yeah and uh you can tell that because vampiro guess what fuck you you never hit tech set up by a teamster because he hits that microphone and says i'm done with this get out of here you hear it it hits oh my god was i furious you want to know what hey Mm -hmm. vampiro how about the teamsters set up a dracula sized dominator to slow on there we go set up and he's like a dracula sized dominator yeah dracula size he's a dracula remember yeah, yeah, I got that. That's just that's a very that's a very specific method of measurement. Yeah, he's like Dios oh, mio, I'm scared. <laughs> uh, I'm Canadian as well. Why aren't I pleasant to be around? And <laughs> <laughs> the douche. The douchiest Canadian of all. Uh, Sam so yeah, Puma. Puma has to break it up. Uh, this feud that like I love that that's their relationship as a storyline probably can't go anywhere because again there is no way either of these men are being medically cl- cleared to compete on television. What they could do is whoa the Lucha Underground video game is coming out. Well hey let's square up in the ring on the TV and see who is the best. Hell yeah! But the Lucha Underground video game I don't. Does the AAA game come out while Lucha Underground's on TV? No, I think it came out in 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they never, unfortunately, I don't think they ever get a deal. But both, I think, um, are in it. Conan and... Oh, I'm sure. Vampiro. Yeah. Both both are AAA legends. It'd be weird if they weren't. Before we get to the title match, before we get to our main event, a question I forgot to ask. <laughs> Going back to the Cage promo, are you cheering or are you booing Cage? On a personal note, as a fan neutral i mean i i just know he's going to put on a good match let's say because there's neutral is almost is almost worse than booing someone okay then i i am actively curious and excited when he steps in the ring i'm not gonna boo him specifically against puma let's say specifically for this match not cage not cage as a general as a general entity uh because i am a believer i think modern wrestling is best right now when it mirrors you know how like we like individuals like almost your the role of your relationship fuck i'm I don't, i'm trying to figure out how i want to word this uh but like your individual role kind of changes from relationship to relationship like there are some relationships and some groups of friends where i'm the outgoing one uh and i'm like and i'm there to talk and like mingle and keep our group socializing with other people at the party there are other relationships where i am way more laid back and i'm kind of like you know, and, I, and I'm, actually, I'm actually just, I'm just listening. I don't say anything. And I think it's best when when wrestlers can do that, where like, hey, maybe I'm a bad guy when I wrestle this person, but when I wrestle this person, I can be a good guy. And it just kind of like, 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 it, like it, your role changes in a relationship. Uh, I think of John Moxley, I think does that pretty well, where like, again, like the, the way he wrestles, he bites people in the face and will punch you in the dick when no one's looking. He kind of wrestles like a bad guy. But he just ends up fighting a bunch of more evil people, so we love him. Mm-hmm. Like, and you can kind of do that. So, like, that's why I want to. Is why I want to be specific, not whether or not you want to boo Cage, but do you want to boo Cage in this match against Puma? If you're asking me, I think the easier thing would have been, who are you cheering for? And it's Puma. I want Puma to win. Okay, that's so. Do I? 
which is why I was so curious about that earlier promo package. Because I'm going to boo... They're making me boo Batman. And I don't want to boo Batman. Like, like Cage going to the parking lot, beating up all those dudes, defending his car, going full Batman on these people. And I'm, I'm in my head going, like, I know you're wrestling Puma tonight. And I know I'm a Puma fan, so I'm going to boo. But I don't want... I don't want to boo an orphan. I, he's a billionaire, so maybe it's not that bad. Yeah, but the thing about that is it's just his car that he defended. That's not like that's a material possession. I, I'm not going to all true. of a sudden. Whoa, man. Jeff Bezos just beat up five people <laughs> to, trying to get into his expensive car. I'll be like, yeah, like good on him for doing that and not involving the police, I guess. But. But no, still fuck Jeff Bezos. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's true. All right. He's less of a less of Batman, more of a Bezos. The title match tonight, Prince Puma versus Cage. Puma enters first, and I hate that. I don't know. There's something. Maybe I'm a little. Maybe, maybe I've been watching wrestling too long. Maybe I've got too many unwritten rules floating around my brain. But your champ is the main, should be the main appeal. Your champ enters second mm-hmm. to me. It was like that. That that bothered me. It, it it paints this picture too much. Not letting Puma talk, which I get is the Conan storyline, but doing it so early with this cage, it makes I I feel like Puma's looking a little dorky. Looks a little bit like a dink. Well, also if Puma were talking, he would sound even more like a dork because he sounds oigle oigle guys. I'm here to wrestle. Where now? Where did you hear this? Well, I haven't. That's just what I'm assuming. So you're, you assume that Puma is being played by Dr. Frank from The Simpsons? Yeah. Oigle, okay. doigle. Gla- well, Glavin. Um, nope. Oigle, doigle. What is oigle, doigle? You correct me like oigle, doigle is a real thing that I should know about. What's oigle, dirkle or whatever you said? I said Glavin, the catchphrase of Professor Frank from Simpsons, which you would know if you were a real Simpsons skateboarding stan. Well, he d- he's not featured prominently in there, and when he is, he just says, Oigle doigle, I have a skateboard for you. Uh, the only thing that can tame a puma is a cage that is slowly shrinking in size. I don't know why I wrote that down. Hell yeah, because it's, it's working, guys. The marketing, we're going to be rich. Commentary puts over that puma ha- will have the speed and agility and wrestling advantage, but in a fight... Strength matters. Anger and hate matter. And that's going to be the story of this match. Uh, Speed, agility, and wrestling versus strength, anger, and hate, which is fucking metal as hell. It is. One of the coolest spots in this, (laughs) I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Cage like, Puma jumps at him and he just like punches him out of the air. There's a lot of cool shit in this match. Yeah. And it's always a big struggle is Puma trying to lift Cage, which is never a great idea for Puma. Like, does he get punched out of the sky? Yes. But for the most part, most uh, when Puma decides to uh, create some aerial offense, it works. Like, it'll be a lot of, like, uh, hit two aerial moves, and then I'll go in and try to lift Cage. Then he, he gets eaten. He, get, he, he gets chomped on in a, a very delicious manner. Holy shit. Sean. What's up? Lift cage? That just gave me an idea. We can't. The cage of the Dominator lifts up to further scare the dog. You're further scaring me. 
Oh, man, we're going to be rich. I would love if Melzer, if you're listening, you're probably not. If we made like a fake (laughs) commercial for this Dominator. He might be. With positive thinking, he probably, I bet everyone's listening. I, I, even Vampiro, in which case I apologize for some of the comments earlier. So they found a, a pirate feed of this. It doesn't yeah. record the listens. No, they're listening live. They, okay. they have hacked, Vampiro has hacked my computer. Oh, hell uh, yeah. He's, he's the Morpheus to my Neo. Dang it. That means he's not hearing me in crystal clear audio just coming through Discord? No, and he has complaints. Oh, damn it. Speaking of Vampiro mm-hmm. complaints. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Matt Stryker <laughs> is talking about how Cage isn't going the normal route. As we discussed last week, that Cage is like, I'm going straight to the main contender. I don't have time to deal with this, to to play the proper channels. And Matt Stryker says he's not being politically correct about it. And Vampiro, who doesn't... Yes, our friend Matt Stryker used politically correct a term, a colloquialism that people understand as one thing. He used it technically with actual word meaning correctly. However, this thing people understand as being politically correct. Just to to be clear real quick, he's not referring to political correctness as in being sensitive with your manner of speech. Mm -hmm. He means going through the correct political channels. Yes. Which is a creative way to use political correctness. But Vampiro takes it, does not understand context clues, takes it as the meaning of political correctness and says, Never been a wrestler. There's never been a wrestler who's been politically correct. Excuse me? That shit doesn't work down here. This is the underground. Fuck you. And I'm going to scream the F slur right now. Do you know how many sexual misconduct allegations I have standing today? I'm a professional wrestler, bad striker. I'm never politically correct, and I'm a and I'm a menace to society. I should be locked up. My name is Vampiro, and I have before I move into a new neighborhood, I need to let people that I know that I'm moving in. Little people, you mean children? This was that was a wild <laughs> hill for Vampiro to decide to die on. It's insane because <laughs> he brings it up again, and he gets so excited about it, like he. I didn't realize how much Vampiro might not have been checked into this match until he like ramps. I see his like full power, which he only reserves for the phrase political correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like he's like, oh, yeah, there goes the flying forearm. Great submission technique. What the fuck did you say about political correctness? Oh, no, 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 no. I have some thoughts I would like to say. I have some articles I would like to show you. I, my name is Vampiro, and I will not eat pizza to this day. Let's see those emails. I was going like, to damn, also... Vampiro. <laughs> I was going to also bring up how he believes in Pizzagate. Yeah, I, I got there. I alluded to it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wait, does he really? Did you research? Does no, he no, 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 no. This, we are... Everything we are saying about him is not what he. Please don't. He just people, got please pissed. don't sue us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and right now we are being correct politically to say mm-hmm. like, hey, this was all technically conjecture. We're not really saying these are the things he said. Please don't sue us. But like, but, even that's not the way Stryker meant it when he said it. Stryker was almost referring to like if like Cage went in to vote 
and he registered and he went behind the booth and he checked the boxes and he handed the ballot back. That would be politically correct. That is the correct avenue to do that thing. And then Stryker suggests it would be as if Cage just walked into the voting uh, the voting station. I was like, fuck you. I'm voting for Mickey Mouse and y'all can suck my grundle. That's the not politically correct that like Stryker was alluding to that Vampiro just like, yeah, I got like so mad, so mad, so very bad. Like, which again, wouldn't be a problem if it didn't contrast with the way he was calling the match. Like that should not be the most excited you get versus Cage and Puma, mm-hmm. two like absolute phenomenal workers. It, he shows it off again in this match. We talked about last week how Cage is not just a big guy; he's a big guy that can really do a lot of very technical things. Yeah, like that's like that's it's so impressive the way he can also he can fly and he at, like he can fly really well his swanton bomb is ridiculous yeah he does have the devil gene that's how he's able to fly he kind of wrestles like devil kazuya yeah fucking ridiculous like the fact that he's he's throwing out big bombs kazuya style uh very punishing his mix-up game is ridiculous you never know when he's gonna just like pick you up and then power bomb you to death or just hit a fucking like enziguri leg sweep combo he's insane Mm mm-hmm also, during this match, we watch with headphones on, and you guys should too because you get that stereo separation of how the crowd is mic'd. And during this, there's a, let's go Puma, let's go Cage. There's that chant going on. The let's go Puma is like peaking. It sounds like gang vocals in one Mm -hmm. side. And then like off to the right, just slightly, there's possibly five people saying, let's go Cage. But it is, I think it was here, something I noticed. This is a bit of, this is a bit of a wrestling trick. uh, If you are newer to watching wrestling. Uh, if you want to know the demographic of fans a wrestler has, listen to the chants because part mm-hmm. of it also, P- the P- Let's Go Puma chants are much higher pitched. Oh, yeah. They're much higher in tone, uh, which is either w- women or children usually. Yeah. Because then, let's go cage. It's like really down the chest, which you'll hear a lot. You could hear a lot in the Cena days, the heyday of let's, let's go Cena. Cena sucks. Yeah. Like you could hear like angry 50 year old dudes who are like i don't know man i don't know why stone cold doesn't wrestle anymore fuck this john cena guy yeah and during the jeff hardy days you were hearing a lot of children slurring their words as screaming let's go hardy i'm gonna put you in a fucking cage that gets slowly (laughs) slowly smaller Good, that means you need to buy one right now. Three easy payments of $39.99. How many of these have you made and how many of these are you sitting on? Because the marketing pleas are becoming more and more desperate as time goes on. Three simple words, Sean. Okay. Made to order. (laughs) The parts, though. Oh, boy. I got a lot of those, but I am doing it Cody Lambert style. I'm just going out on trash day and I find parts real easy. Hell yeah. And then you get sexually attracted to your cousin. It's still weird, Cody. It's still weird. Step cousin. And he's no longer sexually attracted to her. I'm in season five, I think. Mm. Still good. They threw a baby in there, and the only dumb shit was doing was during the pregnancy. The I don't know why they included the baby. 
Because the baby plays no role. It's not like, oh, we like sometimes they need a babysitter, but it's like, oh, you're in your crib out of sight, out of mind. I have no idea. But I do know that this that uh, Puma does finally get to lift Cage. Like I was very it's one of those where like, you know, sometimes you're watching an action movie and, you know, at some point your hero is going to punch the big bad guy in the face real hard Mm -hmm. and then his face will explode. You know, it's going to happen. But it's still so cathartic when it does. Yeah. That was that was Puma finally getting his rolling suplex offense in. When he hits that, he hits that northern lights, so and then he rolls through and he hits a second suplex. And to do it to Cage was oh I was so I was I was a child unwrapping a present at Christmas, but that present was Jeff Bezos getting suplexed by a man who is a cat. And it was perfect. One of my like it wasn't cathartic, but it just never happened. I was like, this is the clear progression of this movie. When Norm Snively and Airbud didn't punch the dog and that shit kid, I was baffled. I was dumbfounded. So uh, something I assume will be cut out of the final product <laughs> is a very long pause. It wasn't that long. It was a very long pause. At least, at least 30 minutes. No, 30 seconds. It was exactly 30 seconds. <laughs> and I'm just, and I'm just, after the suplex line, I'm like, okay, so I'm not, I'm, and I'm not sure what happened. James actually checking his phone. It actually might be, a, it might be an emergency. I don't know. Who knows? Cause like it looks very serious. And then James comes back with Airbud trivia. And <laughs> I just have to be like, true. <laughs> also, when those dogs were able to go to heaven, no, they went to hell. They should Wait, stay there. What? Why? Hold on now. Now we, James, we were having a fun podcast with humor and mirth. Now you just made it real. What the fuck do you have against all dogs go to heaven? Well, and what the fuck is wrong with you? First of all, all, all dogs don't go to heaven. We all see hell. dogs go to heaven yeah we get we see hell all the time all dogs go to even the dog that went to hell first went to heaven and i was like hey this is pretty cool and then he and then the heaven has to find out he's a douchebag and then they set him to hell so technically all dogs go to heaven james what the fuck why would you do this to me today on cage versus puma day what the fuck man okay maybe it's the good place ask where it's like <sighs> hey you work on yourself in quotes the bad place, and eventually, once you have redeemed yourself, then you go to heaven. James, I'm about to smack that Teamster microphone right out of your hands. What the fuck? And I'll put you in a Marciniac-sized cage. Oh no! I didn't think you would have one. Oh, it's Sean. Uh, on yep. uh, we wrote, "Are you afraid of the dark?" But we didn't know any of the Midnight Society's names. So we just made our friends be the Midnight Society. So you're featured in it. Oh, cool. That's the only way I get booked. You're relentlessly bullied by me for wearing a puffy starter jacket with the buffaloes on it. And you do go armadillo style. Okay, that's mean. (laughs) But to stay warm, not to defend yourself. I forget which one I've, I've... Did I bring that up in this podcast or a different podcast? This podcast, last last episode. Okay, then you you all know the story of my father defending me. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yes. Cage in this... Cage is to wrestling that double bounces is to trampolining because he f- just tosses Puma up in the air. And it's, yeah. it's like... 
I don't feel like Puma realized, oh, fuck, I'm going to go this high. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I could watch these two go for a while. This was a very fun match. But how long did they go for? Well, unfortunately, they only went to 10 minutes and 11 seconds because after those ruling suplexes, Puma climbs to the top rope. Cage pushes the referee into the ropes. The first time Cage has done anything nefarious. Up until mm -hmm. then, he's right. He's just wrestling, which is kind of like, like it, it is fair to call Cage neutral. I just wanted to pull out specifically this match who, where you're rooting for. But because at this point, Cage hasn't done anything. He's done, he's attacked Puma, but he hasn't done anything. Like if, at this point, he doesn't feel outwardly evil up until now. He's just been like, no, I'm taking my shot. This is kind of, which is something you kind of have to do. I'm working with ambition. I'm jumping the line because I think I can. And in a way that's almost like, I owe that to myself to mm -hmm. take those opportunities. Like there's a lot of argument to be made that Cage here is more of an anti-hero than a bad guy. Until after Puma rattles and falls off the top rope, Cage just punts him in the penis. Yay, yay. He penis punts him and takes the DQ loss. 10 minutes, 11 seconds. And I'm, I'm, I'm just so disappointed. I, it was a very good match. I wanted to see a, some form of conclusion. A little, bit, a little more conclusion, yeah. We do get uh, some conclusion, though, because he beats up Puma, right? Beats the shit out of Puma. Gory stretch into a flatliner. Fucking destroys Puma and the ref. And, and Conan. Yes. Yeah, Col pops on the apron. It's like, hey, stop choking my guy. And then fucking Cage is like, fuck you. I'll choke you instead. Bleeds his head. Oh, gosh, yeah. Lays, Con lays Conan out with Puma's title, with the belt. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Conan is bleeding everywhere. Then Cage rips the title in half. Which I think this is a not the real belt. This one looked much different, especially the thing you actually rip. I don't know if this was the, sh the actual belt. I'm pretty sure that... Brian the Machine Cage rips metal in half like they were phone books. This guy's a machine. Well, no, he's just ripping the leather part of it. No, he ripped the belt in half. I don't think he did. We'll rewatch it, but we can rewatch it. I'm pretty sure the actual like the 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 centerpiece is in half by the end of this by the end of the show. Okay, well if that's the case, this is not the real belt because this that's twenty man is pounds. A <laughs> 20, <laughs> true, it's 20 pounds of ripped metal and leather, and fucking Puma is just the saddest kitty in the world right now. And that's the and that's the episode. Hold, well, yep. well, there's one more note. I know, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, so it may seem, but before we move on. Well, no, of, well, he's okay. like holding up the belt and ripping it, and after he like hit Conan so hard, you hear like... Maybe a 12 to 15 year old out in the crowd say, why are you hitting an old man? True. Yeah, Accurate and true. I rewound to make sure <laughs> that's what was just said by an audience member, right? <laughs> Which is why. But also, I'm so glad there are fans of Cage because they're absolutely it's. That's the beautiful thing about wrestling, where you can go to this show and you could be like, I want the sad kitty to win. And mm -hmm. true. And honestly, I'm a sad kitty guy myself. But you can also be like, I want the jack dude who beats up the elderly to win. Yeah. And that's just as legitimate. That's just as legitimate of a way to watch wrestling. Truly, whatever, whatever sparks your fancy. 
You can like Captain America or you can like the Hulk or Iron Man or whoever. It's is truly is truly a buffet of wild beautiful moments. And that wild beautiful moment ends the show or so it would appear. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We cut back to Cueto's office. Aldario is peeping through the blinders like an absolute violence perv when mysterious woman Oh my gosh, my favorite character, the mysterious woman is here. She surprises Cueto, who doesn't know who the fuck she is, which is unfortunate because I don't know who the fuck she is, and I feel like one of us should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we but we finally learn her motives, why she's here. She's looking for a man, a man that owes her, and she knows he's in the temple. And Cueto's like, oh, well, well, maybe I can help you. Please, please don't strike me. I am a sniveling worm who loves cocaine. Oh. But if you strike me, I'll get off on it because I love <laughs> violence. He is a violence perv. That's true. <laughs> uh, she only has one word to go off, though. Montanza. Cueto says he knows nothing. And much like I would never trust Cody with a baby, I don't trust that Cueto knows nothing. I think he's hiding something. Wait, and that's all your comment on this? Uh, well, I, I, I was going to let you get in, so I wasn't just speaking on it. Oh, okay. Well, I just have how this ends. <laughs> oh, uh, that's also how I have how this ends. But then I figured you'd be like, and I felt this way about it. And then I'd be like, oh, and I felt this way about it. And then we would have a podcast. No, uh, Sean, <laughs> a gust, like you hear a gust of wind and she's gone. She's supernatural. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't have that. <laughs> That's true. She's I, maybe I'm desensitized to face biting. I'm also desensitized to the supernatural. Oh, because you're really into the Dungeon of Doom lately. God, love me some Dungeon of Doom. Get in here, earthquake. I mean, shark. Oh no, typhoon was shark. Yeah. Uh, no, just because everyone's. I don't know. I liked it. It. Also, to be fair, I've been playing. So I've been playing a lot of Tekken. Yes, this is Tekken, guys. I'm loving it. Everything is Tekken. But that's the thing where, like, <laughs> Tekken 5 comes in, like, and we get Raven, who is sort of a corporate ninja, who can disappear at will, but it's not a supernatural thing. It might, it might just be, an, it might just be, uh, like, she ma- she maxed out her stealth skill. No. So we don't know for certain. She, at some point, she either has supernatural levels of stealth, or she is magic. I, we don't know for certain yet, in my opinion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing I like about Tekken, where it's like, I am a demon ogre, and I have come from the bowels of hell. And it's like, I work for the government. And, like, both are very valid characters. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, so we we definitely know something's going on. I feel like that whole uh, Queta was summoning a demon, the fuck is that about? That that might be Montanza. I feel like it might, it might be like a sort of, I'm looking for my missing partner, Oh, I kidnapped him and I've injected him with demon blood and he's going to be, he's, he's going to be my Kazuya, my Kazuya, uh, Kazuya. He's going to be he, my demon hybrid boy. This is also very much the first Mortal Kombat movie of, hey, I'm looking for this, this Kano guy. I'm excited mm-hmm. for how this turns out. This show's yeah. great. You guys should check it out. Yeah. Hey, I. Please do. I know on my stream, I always uh, have a link that goes to the internet, uh, the uh, archive, the way we are watching these episodes uh, for free using interwebs. And you should use the internet to watch art for free as well. Yeah! 
which is a very great way to transition into plugs. I mentioned it. I got a Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash goosevk. Uh, we have a good old time. We just started playing Smackdown Shut Your Mouth as Mary Tyler Moore, who has been trained by the great Muda. There's layers going on. Yeah, yeah, hey guys, listen to my other podcasts like Mostly Speaking Sentai, Hit It and Crit It, The Height of Horror, Oh My God, It's Scary, and Formulaic, a podcast in script writing which Sean has read on probably the all three episodes we'll be reading <laughs> for characters because, Sean, if you don't get the role of Sean, you really fucked us, okay? <laughs> You can't, you can't blame my incompetence for fucking you. I'm just bad at shit. <laughs> so, hey, go over to MLMPod.com to find out information about that. This week, brand new song with Howard Kramer, a.k.a. Dragon Boy Suede, Baltic States, Baltic States. It's coming out wherever music is found December 9th everywhere. Oh, baby. And, hey, real quick. Our schedule for Mostly Speaking Sentai, we got Pissmas. We just did a Bible Man. Pissmas is going to be reviewing a Bible Man episode where the enemy is Santa Claus. I think that's kind of pointed as, you know, like taking the Christ out of Christmas. Who's responsible? It's Santa Claus. I'm uh, sick of this Bible Man starting a war on my Christmas. Oh, a war on Pissmas, you mean? How dare he? We got to fucking... We gotta Sean. Kick- this man in the Grundle. Yes. I sang it on the last episode. Did I send you the finalized version of the Pissmas Carol? Did you? I don't think so. Okay, I'm sending it to you after this, and you're going to listen while you're on video with me. It turned out so well. But yeah, and we also, WMSS, our annual call-in show, will be live on Twitch, I believe set for Tuesday, December 13th. It should be what it is. So please, you might hear many people from Minnesota on there. Also, if you're in Chicago, December 15th, Freelance Wrestling at the Logan Square Auditorium. I am not involved, but support independent wrestling. Yay, yay. And finally, head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single Friday. And $10 a month, you get more exclusive content in the form of straight to Patreon, former private streams, etc. Oh, baby. And I think for our three year year anniversary of the patreon i might be doing a one day i we are just going to record live every single episode for that month i it will be a this existed then death from above mostly speaking sentai after dark and engage with nicholas cage that's gonna be i don't know around eight hours of me sitting in a chair just saying hey come on let's do this so it's gonna be fun Fingers crossed we're not on the video games for Sam and Max at that point, because then I will have way too much to do. Fair. But if you're also a $10 patron, you get exclu- you get shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those, starting with Steve F. I'm a machine. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. I'm a machine. Alex Z, the Waz. I'm a machine. Orion, he's a rapper. Defo, D hyphen F O. I'm a hyphen Kayla, AK, two grapes. Two machines am I. Jordan B, the Chaos Witch. I am a Chaos Witch machine. I'm a jo- Chaos Machine. Fuck, I don't know that one. Fuck that. Pass, pass, pass. My brother-in-law, my Bickle, I should say. My brother-in-common-law, Joshua Jakus. I am a machine. Steve Barnes, a.k.a. Intro Void, co-host of Sweet Child of Time and now Sweet Child of 1899. 
And of course, I'm a machine! The womb in which I emerged, my mother. My mother is a machine. And finally, Lil Cory's BFF, Rumi, and future Pissmas guest, Shane. IP machines. And that's it. My name's James. I've been Sean. And we've been sweaty and sweaty wrestling. time. What? See you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>